we were able to book flights for seven people with points. And I'm going to break all of the numbers down and also share some tips for if you have a big group that you're traveling with. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Daily Drop podcast today for a special bonus episode. So every single week, myself and Mike will hop on to deep dive into travel hacking topics. And then every now and then we'll jump in with a bonus episode. This might be a trip report where we're breaking down a personal trip that we just did with points and redemptions, which is what I'm doing today. And then sometimes we might hop on with like a red alert deal or maybe even an interview. So we're excited to bring you these bonus episodes. So today, like I said, I am going through a trip report. I'm going to be talking about my destination wedding in Scotland. I'm going to talk through the redemptions and earning that I did for this trip. And even if you're like, I'm not planning on getting married, I have no interest in a destination wedding. Stick with me here because while this was a wedding trip specifically, it also was just an epic travel hack trip all around. We spent one week before our wedding exploring with several family members. So I'm going to be breaking down tips and tricks for travel hacking that relate to family, that relate to couples, that relate to singles. So we're covering a lot today. So here is what we're going to chat through. First, we're going to talk about redemptions and travel expenses. So we'll talk about um, the various travel I booked between flights, hotels, and rental cars, including booking one flight for seven people with points. I'll do the full breakdown of how I booked that, how I found it, how many points it took, all that good stuff. We'll also chat through why uh, me and my now husband downgraded our flight on the way home. And then we'll chat through the points that I earned for this, which was a lot less than I expected. So I'll chat through why, what happened to make it a lot less than I expected. Uh, I'll chat through how I decided what card to put spend on. Plus, I'll chat through the huge mistake I made with my built card, which was unavoidable, but a warning for you so that you can avoid it. I don't think we're going to have time for specific Scotland trip suggestions today, but if you do want us to do more general travel trip destination. That's the word I want. Destination suggestions. Uh, Let us know over at podcast at dailydrop.com and we could start throwing in some kind of destination spotlights. I know I specifically could probably do a whole bonus episode on Scotland suggestions because me and my husband have been traveling there for the past five years and we've been to pretty much every corner of Scotland. So I would be excited to dive into that. As always, you can email us feedback and questions over to podcast at dailydrop.com. All right. So before I get into all of the travel hacking goodness, I want to run through just some general trip details. So we spent 12 days there total. Nine family members came with us for the one week before where we explored the west coast of Scotland, the Highlands, and Edinburgh before myself and my partner, Andrew, whose name I might use a little bit throughout so you can uh, get to know him now, I guess. Um, We got married in a Scottish castle, which if you're already like, this is unreasonable, (laughs) stay with me because the castle was actually one of our lowest wedding expenses. I think similar to in the US, I know you can get married in national parks, I think for free, if not a really low cost. And similarly in Scotland, they have the historic Scotland 
um, that has various venues that you can get married in for pretty low prices. So it was pretty sweet. And then we had 13 guests total at the wedding. So we had nine join us for travel before and then 13 guests at the wedding. And for eight of those nine family members that joined us, it was their first international trip ever. Like they had never left the U.S., which is just wild in all the best ways because myself and Andrew, we've now traveled to almost 30 countries together. So where we got the travel bug, I'm not really sure, but it was so much fun going back to the basics of travel. And not only were we able to help them book using some of our points, which we had been saving up for and just were really excited about, but we also taught family members how to use points for their trip, which was I think that's just a pretty cool experience overall and something to look forward to in your travel hacking journey. It's just so sweet to be able to share these tips and tricks with other people and watch them implement. We had one, um, well, two family members that traveled together who booked their flights there and home along with hotels on each end of the trip, um, all using points that they had just accumulated before this trip. So It was just so exciting to not only implement what we're about to walk through together, but also see so many of our family members implement what we've been utilizing over the past several years. Um, Just such an exciting trip all around. And we really only had one wedding planning hiccup, which I think is like pretty good. (laughs) It was a pretty big one, though. We realized that um, Andrew's passport was it was getting close basically to the six month mark. And for the UK, you may or may not need six months left on your passport before it expires. We called Virgin Atlantic, who we were flying with, and we also called um, various kind of customs and border control groups that we could chat with about this. And everyone said it just depends who's working at the airport that day. And it just wasn't something we could risk for this trip. Um, And we had the worst passport agency experience ever. I've definitely read a lot of nightmare experiences with the passport agency, which is basically if your passport is expired and you have international travel within two weeks, you can go in person to get a renewed passport. We had a really bad time with it. So I'm not going to break that down in today's episode because we have a lot to cover redemptions and earning. Um, But my PSA to you is if your passport is close to expired, even if you have no trip planned, just renew it. I know that I, I decided to change my name and I'm going ahead and getting my new passport, even though we don't have anything planned because of that experience alone. So don't leave it to the last minute. Just get it done. And if you are interested in hearing the full passport story, you know where to to let us know. Um, but I think just my overall PSA is for you to get it renewed, even if it's not even close. All right, let's talk redemptions. So I'm going to start with flights. So I shared in our very first episode of the Daily Drop podcast that we were able to book flights for seven people with points. And I'm going to break all of the numbers down and also share some tips for if you have a big group that you're traveling with, some tips and tricks to use as you're planning that. So we booked for seven people. We flew on Virgin Atlantic. We did premium economy. We really wanted to do upper class, but to land seven upper class seats, um, it is a tricky game. (laughs) 
So we were happy with premium economy and uh, everyone getting some extra leg room. So we transferred 121,000 chase points total. So about 17K per person. Now, the cash price of premium economy seats can definitely fluctuate anywhere from $1,500 to upwards of $4,200, all depending on the season you're booking in. I pulled the price from the time that I booked, and that was about $3,500 per seat. So the cash price total of all seven tickets would have been $24,500. And then with the redemption, I did pay taxes and fees out of pocket. Anytime you're booking to or from the UK and you're booking on a British airline, you're going to have high taxes and fees. So I paid taxes and fees out of pocket $2,986.90, which brought us to a redemption value of about $0.18 per point. Now, this is my continual reminder to not get too caught up in the redemption value, but this one was pretty sweet. And to pay only, you know, just about $3,000 out of pocket for seats that would have normally been $24,000 felt like a pretty awesome win. And we were just really excited overall for our families to experience our favorite airline. This is, we've flown them almost every time we've gone over to the UK and we just have so many good things to say about Virgin Atlantic. Um, So we were excited to just give them that experience and the how to all of this. Let's talk about the how. So like I said, I transferred to Virgin Atlantic. I transferred from Chase at a time there was a 30% transfer bonus going on. And we booked this four months before our date of travel. Oh yeah, I think I forgot to mention that we did all of this in a matter of months, which... I, I don't know how. It's just it's just how we roll. We are very much last minute planners. Uh, we don't love planning. Uh, so we just once we decide we want to do something, we just get it done. And I also think there's so much chatter about you have to book your award seats one year in advance or two weeks before your trip. And there are sweet spots in the middle. And I generally book my travel four months to um, four months in advance, two months in advance, and sometimes those last minute seats. And I still find some pretty um, sweet deals in those middle marks. Um, definitely not all the time, but they are they are there. They are to be found. We flew on the A350, which is the newest um, plane in Virgin's fleet. And just all of the good things to say about the seat configuration and the seats on that flight and We were really happy with premium economy in general. We've also flown upper class and economy on that airplane. So it's just a a great product overall. And we flew direct from Orlando to Edinburgh. This was a one-way ticket um, that we booked, which was a pretty exciting route. This is a new route that they have. And we've actually never done this route. We've always flown into London or Manchester and then made our way up to Scotland. So it was really nice just flying direct. Okay, so now if you're wondering, oh, that's great, awesome redemption, but how did you find seven seats? Well, Virgin specifically has a really great tool. They have a reward seat finder. And once I knew the date that we wanted to go over, I used that. I hopped on and I saw exactly seven seats in premium economy. And I pretty much just jumped on it and booked it. Um, So I would say if you're looking to 
book this many seats if the airline has a tool like this, which Virgin Atlantic is just super handy with it, um, use tools like that. But if not, you can also use various free award seat search tools. And we actually have a resource walking through our three favorite free award seat search tools um, to help you in the search because you can mark how many people you're traveling with and it'll tell you if there's that many seats available. And I think the other thing to know if you are looking at booking for multiple people is that you can always use your points to book award seats for other people. This is a common question I get asked in the lounge. um, Can I book for other people with my points? And the answer is yes, even if you're not traveling with them. And it was super easy when we found those seats and we wanted to jump on it right away. You don't have to put everyone's passport number in when booking. You just have to do that at check-in. So it's super easy to book for everything, for everyone that is. I also think it's just worth noting that I got really lucky that there was a transfer bonus going on during my planning time. And I will not pretend that finding seven seats for this many points is always going to be simple to find. I I think finding seven seats in itself is, is a win. And then just the fact that there happened to be a transfer bonus going on I think all of that just aligned really, really nicely. And I won't pretend that that's always easy, but the things you can do to help you out are using those search tools, um, getting that goal crystal clear in mind. I know for me, we wanted to fly upper class, but we were fine with premium economy. We did not want to book economy. Uh, So we had this goal in mind. We knew what we wanted to book. We knew what we were looking for. And from that point, we just started looking using the tools that we have at hand. Now let's talk return flight because as you just heard a moment ago, the flight that I booked there was one way. So why did we bring a bunch of our family members over with no return? Well, that was because we were getting married and while we weren't planning a honeymoon, um, we did plan what we're now calling our mini moon. We thought we would want just a couple of days post-wedding to just kind of reset, soak it all in and just kind of be alone because we did spend a whole week leading up to the wedding with uh, nine of our family members. So we thought we might want a little reset after that. Um, So what we did is we helped everyone find great deals for their return flight. Everyone kind of lives in different spots. So uh, we helped everyone find great deals. Like I said, we did have some family members earn enough points to book their return flight. Um, So we were able to help everyone find return flights that worked really well for them. Everyone except two people flew back premium. So I think everyone's a fan of the premium economy. And everyone flew back either Virgin Atlantic or Norse um, Atlantic, which are both great ways to get UK to US or US to UK. For us, we booked our return flight on Virgin Upper Class, but we ended up downgrading to premium. And it was just myself and my husband. And again, this is all with Chase points. So originally, we transferred over 74,000 points to book our upper class flights. We took advantage of that same transfer bonus that was going on, 30%, and that turned into 95,000 points to book us into upper class. Manchester to MCO. And that brought us to somewhere between a 14 to 16 cent redemption. Again, those cash prices can fluctuate and just a continuous reminder. I think I've already reminded you once in this episode to not get too caught up in the the value per point. 
So the reason we booked that is because we wanted to take advantage of that transfer bonus. And we saw upper class seats, Manchester to MCO, which wasn't our ideal booking, but it was one that we would have been happy with. And we wanted to have some, one, we wanted to have something booked. And two, we wanted to take advantage of the transfer bonus that was going on because we knew in our four-month window, there likely wasn't going to be another transfer bonus. So we were completely fine transferring points over and booking something knowing on Virgin Atlantic you could change your ticket. So we would we decided we would continuously watch for other seats to open up. Our preferred travel would have been either London to MCO so that we could finally get into the Virgin Upper Class Lounge in Heathrow or Edinburgh to MCO, because that would have just been direct. We were staying in Scotland afterwards. So we had our eye out for those seats to open up, and we watched literally until the days after our wedding for something to open up. I also want to note that we were fine with knowing if we changed our flight and there was a points difference that our points would then be stuck in Virgin Atlantic. You can't transfer points back to the bank. And we were fine with that because, as I said, we fly Virgin Atlantic at minimum once a year at this point. So we know that we'll use those Virgin points again, which is ultimately what led us to downgrading our seats. Like I said, we were watching for seats to open up all the way up to the days after our wedding. Um, And the only thing that opened up was premium economy Edinburgh to MCO. We knew that our flight out Manchester to MCO was Sunday, which meant Saturday we would have spent traveling from Scotland over to Manchester. The flight out direct from Edinburgh to MCO was on Saturday. So that whole day was going to be spent as a travel day anyways. And so just for ease, we decided to downgrade to premium economy and leave from the airport that was closer to us. So that's why we downgraded. We did end up getting um, all of our points, not all of our points, but the points difference refunded into our account. So like I said a moment ago, we have some Virgin Atlantic miles living in our account now, which I am absolutely certain we will have no problem using. And then we also got the taxes and fees difference refunded because obviously upper class had higher taxes and fees. And then there was a 30 pound change fee as well. So all in all, that just felt like the best direction for us to go in. And it was just a great reminder that when you book these awards tickets, there is some flexibility that um, can be involved in your process as well. So we are happy with that. Loved flying Virgin Atlantic Premium on the way back. Um, Very extra impressed, more so than the way there. Um, It was a day flight on the way back. And I'm telling you, the food never stopped coming. I've never received so many snacks and drinks on a flight as I did flying back Virgin Atlantic Premium on the way home. It was like top of the line service. And they also were so kind and gracious and gave um, myself and my new husband a bottle of champagne and a lovely little note. I just love their crew. They are seriously incredible. Um, Okay, what else for travel? I did mention the airport lounges in our very first episode of the Daily Drop podcast. So we did get all seven family members that traveled with us on the way there into a lounge in Orlando. 
which is super exciting. We did that because we have the priority pass through the Venture X card. However, just to balance this out nicely, it was just uh, me and Andrew traveling on the way home and we could not get into a lounge in Edinburgh Airport. They were all full and on a waiting list. Uh, so we weren't able to get in on the way home. I think we're just, you know, keeping that prior priority pass expectation nice and balanced for you all here. Uh, all in all, I still love my priority pass, uh, but yeah, we were just not able to get in on the way home. We actually, really funny, when we landed in Orlando, we got the message that said, you can now enter the uh, lounge in Edinburgh Airport. So that was kind of a, a laugh for us. Okay, let us go into hotels now. I'll break down um, all of the different places we stayed and how we booked those. And I feel like this is just a great way for you to see how you can use points, how you can earn points, and how you can just get a little creative with your stays as well. So we booked four places in all for the 12 days. Our first stop was a group Airbnb. So we did an Airbnb, I think it was a five bedroom Airbnb on the west coast of Scotland for all of the family members that traveled that week before to share. And we booked and paid cash for all of this on our chase card. That way we earned points for booking travel on our card. And then our family members, we split costs and they reimbursed us. So one way you can maximize on earning points is by getting reimbursed for things always, always, always with people that you trust. Um, but if you are doing a group trip like this or even on a smaller scale, you can be the one that books, pays cash, and get reimbursed. And then there's so many other ways you can do this with eating out, um, just various other expenses. You can get creative and think about how you can be the one that pays and then someone reimburses you for it. So that was one way we continued to maximize on points throughout on the on the earning side of things throughout this trip experience um, was we were the ones that paid. And then if we decided we were going to split that cost, family members would pay us back. We did this with our Airbnb. Like I just said, we did this with some tours that we all booked. I did this with some meals. Um, so get creative with the way that you're implementing that in your points earning strategy. Our second hotel was a Hilton and we used points to book this. We booked the Hilton Carlton, which is in Edinburgh city center. And it was 117,000 points for two nights there. And I will say one, this is on the high side, but it's Hilton. Um, and the reason too that we booked it was because this is a hotel we have always wanted to stay in. We've had our eye on it for several years. And if I'm being honest, I'm trying to think if there would be a max. We honestly just didn't care how many points it was going to be because we wanted to have that experience because it's something we'd been dreaming of forever. And I think as I said earlier, as your reminder, like you can get so caught up in the value per point, but at the end of the day, if it's worth it to you, uh, then it's going to be worth the experience. And this was one of those moments for us where we just really wanted to experience that. So we booked it uh, and we had a fantastic time. Uh, we, I'm going to talk about what cards we used in just a moment when I talk about all the earning, but we did use our um, Hilton surpass card to book that. And of course, with that card, uh, we have Hilton Gold status. Um, so just had a really pleasant experience overall with that hotel. 
our next hotel we booked at the virgin hotel in edinburgh which is a brand new hotel and if you can't tell i am absolutely obsessed <laughs> with the virgin brand uh, we fly virgin all the time we've just stayed in their hotel we've also done the virgin voyage um so Yes, I'm I'm very brand biased and, and I absolutely love all things Virgin. Um, we use the fine hotel and resort credit that comes with the American Express Platinum to book this hotel. And that was the first time using this credit. And I have to say, overall, I was just really thrilled with just how this credit worked. First of all, the process was super smooth. We just booked and then it came up as a statement credit, um, no hiccups in between. And the experience at the hotel itself, I have sometimes booked through a third party using, whether it's using a credit or just booking through a third party in the past. And I've had not the best customer experience going into the hotel. Um, I've even had hotels say things like, oh, you booked through a third party and then treat me a little bit different. Um, but I have to say, I felt amazing using this credit and they actually honored that I was an American Express user. They thanked me for it. They told me about the um, $80 credit that I had on site and the things I could use it for. So I was just really happy with the user experience of using this credit and then all the way through my hotel stay. Plus, if you are looking for a hotel um, in Edinburgh, I definitely recommend the Virgin Hotel. The staff there is incredible. And then our final hotel stay. So, so far, just to kind of recap here, we booked an Airbnb using cash to earn points. We booked a Hilton with points, so redeemed points. We booked our Virgin Hotel using the Fine Hotel and Resorts credit, and then we paid the rest cash so that we could earn and maximize on more points. And then our fourth hotel, so we've used four different um, strategies for booking stays. Uh, so our fourth hotel was our mini moon hotel stay. And we brought this from $500 a night to $260 a night. This was one of the very last things that we booked. And uh, if you ever plan a wedding or something similar, by the end of the planning, you're probably looking at that budget and you're a little more budget conscious than the beginning. So we were doing tons of research on how to maximize this final stay. And we knew what we had in mind. We wanted something in nature, kind of secluded, quiet, just to like reset and soak it all in. So we decided to stay in Glencoe, uh, which is an incredible area in Scotland. And we just started doing research on different neat hotels that were still available. Uh, I think we were like, gosh, less than a month <laughs> to leaving when we were booking this. And what we did was once we found some hotels that we liked, we Googled it to just the name of the hotel just to see reviews, different things like that. And we noticed this thing pop up at the top that was like, uh, would you like a promo code for this hotel? And we were like, yes, we do. <laughs> We would like that. And with one of the hotels that we were looking at, we pressed that button. It was just native into Google and it generated us. It said, here's a coupon code. We put that coupon code in the uh, checkout page of the hotel and it brought us from $500 a night to $260 a night. So this is definitely not something that will work on every single property, um, but it is something that I think is worth trying and felt like a pretty awesome win towards the end of our planning. And then 
So that sums up with hotels. The only other thing that we booked travel-wise and were able to um, use redemptions on was rental cars. So we booked two rental cars for the first part of the trip and we paid one cash, again, optimizing on earning points, and we booked one with points through the Chase portal. I know, very controversial of us. Um, Again, this was one of the last things we were booking. And again, we were just being mindful of that budget. We were being mindful of what we wanted to use points for in the upcoming future. And when we were looking at prices compared to points, it just made sense for us and our budget to book one of our rental cars with points. We saved a little bit of cash. We had a wonderful experience overall. It was through a rental car company that we don't have any um, elite status with or anything like that. So we were really happy with that. And there's a lot of chatter about if you should ever use a portal. And I am pro portal only after you do all of your research. And I think there's a smart way that you can use the portal. And this was one of those ways that we were able to exercise that. And we were really happy with the experience overall. Okay, my friends, I know we've covered a lot so far, but we are now going to go into earning. So we've talked about how we were both. I feel like I kind of did like some subcategories in the redemption category, didn't I? We talked about how I redeemed points, but also how I maximized on various travel expenses to earn points. So we're, we're kind of a we're flowing into the second topic here. So as for earning, I actually earned a lot less points than I expected. However, after tallying it all up, I'm still pretty happy with the total. But we do have an article over on dailydrop.com that's called Heels to Honeymoon. I'll link it up in the show notes. But the concept behind it is that when you're planning a wedding and the average um, wedding cost now being around $28,000. So the idea is when you're planning a wedding, you have you know you have all of those expenses coming up. So you use those to maximize on card sign-up bonuses using things like two-player mode to really maximize on the points that you are earning so that you can then book in a free-ish honeymoon. Uh, The example in our article gets you at minimum, at minimum, $4,000 to use towards your honeymoon. So it's a really awesome strategy to implement when you are planning a honeymoon. Or I mean, honestly, you can implement that strategy if you have any large expense coming up. As always, you're using your card's like they were cash. So you're not doing this in a counterproductive way. It would be super counterproductive to rack up a bunch of debt on your cards only to earn points because it wouldn't balance out in the end, right? So I was excited to use this strategy. Of course, I've been excited to use this strategy since getting into travel hacking. But the thing we ran into really fast is that all of our vendors, except one, only accepted wire transfer. So all of our vendors were in the UK. And I know um, credit cards in general are just a little different there. Um, But what I learned really fast was with our vendors, we were going to have a lot of trouble using cards. All of them only accepted wire transfer. And so we ended up using WISE, which is basically just a third-party software that facilitates wire transfers. and is meant to help manage some of the fees a little bit. 
But all in all, looking at what fees we were going to get charged for using a credit card through something like WISE, we did some research on other platforms like that we could use. Um, the credit card fees were not going to be worth it in the end compared to the points that we would earn. So we really had to balance what we were paying for on cards versus what we were just straight using cash for because of those fees. So we did end up earning three sign-up bonuses during this, uh, which almost feels like a stretch to say for wedding expenses because since we were having a destination wedding that was paired up with a family trip, what we did was we took what some of our budget would have been for the wedding and we put that towards travel spend because the family trip was equally, it was, it was just such an important part of this entire experience. So a lot of our traditional wedding expenses were actually travel expenses. And so that's how we kind of balance out some of the sign-up bonuses we were earning versus what we were just using for um, with cash towards our wedding expenses. So the first sign-up bonus we earned was with the American Express Platinum. We got a targeted offer for 125,000 points. So we did some of our travel expenses and we also tested one wise transaction with that card to see how it would code. That's going to be an important thing to remember later. Um, and what I mean by see how it would code is every transaction you do ha comes with its own merchant code, which is what determines those point multipliers. So if you're earning 1x, 2x, 3x, etc. on each purchase is determined by the merchant code that the transaction processes through. So we earned 125,000 points with our American Express. Then my husband uh, referred me over to the Hilton Surpass card. So he earned 15,000 more points. And then I earned at the time there was an elevated offer going on with that card. And we knew we wanted to book our Hilton stay that I've already talked about. So I earned 130,000 points plus a free night award, which we still haven't ended up using. We thought for sure we would use that during this trip and we haven't. So it's pretty exciting that I have points left and that free night award. So from there, that's our American Express points that we earned. From there, we will move into the Chase family. We pretty much tapped on every card family <laughs> in the earning category of this trip. So from there, we had uh, currently we had a, we have tons of chase cards, but the ones we specifically maximized on for this trip was the ink preferred. And then towards the middle of our planning, we decided to sign up again for the chase sapphire preferred. So we had actually canceled those cards that we had previously had. Um, and so that we could earn the sign up bonus again. As a reminder, the Sapphire cards, you can earn the sign up bonus again 48 months from the first time you've earned the sign up bonus. Um, so we signed up for one of those during that elevated Sapphire preferred bonus time period and earned um, the 80,000 sign up points. And then with our Inc. Preferred, we were maximizing on travel expenses um, using that card because it was 3x. So all, across all of that, so both the Chase Sapphire Preferred sign-up bonus and the Ink Preferred, we earned 110,045 Chase points. We maximized both on travel expenses 
and dining expenses because those are the highest spend categories within those two cards along with that sign up bonus offer. Then moving to Art Capital One Travel Family, if you can't tell, I love having diversity in my points so that I can access different transfer partners and use my points towards different travel experiences. So we'll move on to our Capital One family where we have the Venture X card. And basically we just used our Venture X card as cushion spend. We also tested a wise transaction on here, um, along with just some various other spend expenses that came up that we could maximize on the 2X that we wouldn't get anything higher on within the rest of our cards, um, which is just kind of how I use my Venture X in general. It's kind of like cushion spend. If I can't find a spend category that I can really maximize on, um, more than two X, it's going on the Venture X. And so over the course of the expenses, we earn 14,722 points for Capital One. So all in all, we earned over 400,000 points across various different card families, which I'm super happy with totaling that up because I thought for sure I had earned under 100,000 um, points. So I'm super happy with that still. Um, there are definitely ways you could maximize on those sign-up bonuses and on two-player mode even more. But I think just at the point myself and, and Andrew are on in our travel hacking journey, the cards that we already have in our wallet and what we really could maximize on, this was the strategy that made sense for us. And I think it's important to consider that when you are looking at what am I earning on a large expense, whether it's a wedding or something else, um, or you're going to have multiple different uh, expenses across different spend categories, you have to think about where you're at in your journey, what makes sense for you, um, you know, what cards you already have in your wallet and how you can maximize on those. Uh, and then you can consider how you can add in some of those sign up bonuses and other um, ways to earn points. So we still haven't talked about built though. <laughs> which is the final family that we, I want to say, tried to maximize on and made a big mistake. Um, that was unavoidable, but my warning for you. Uh, so I'll get, I'll get into it all. I feel like I've just been like dangling the built info. So we obviously were looking at how we can maximize on all these expenses. We were looking at what made sense for us and we do rent to where we live right now. And so we always had our eye on the built card, but historically we've always, it's always made sense for us to put our rent on a card. The fees that are um, rent ca carried with it, it just, it always balanced out for the, the points we were earning from that expense, which is one of our largest expenses we have monthly, right? So we've had our eye on this built card. It never really excited me because it didn't come with a sign-up bonus. Um, but I was I was intrigued by it. And I got particularly intrigued when they did, just a couple of months ago, they did a 100% transfer bonus with Virgin Atlantic. And I was pretty jealous <laughs> that I couldn't take advantage of that um, as per my Virgin brand obsession that's already come out in this episode. And... So I really had my eye on that built card while I was, while we were planning all and getting into all the expenses that were going to come with this um, wedding extravaganza. And there is an unofficial sign up bonus offer um, with built that many, most people get, but it's unofficial and it's not guaranteed, um, which is getting five X points the first five days of activating your built card. 
And so when we looked at a couple of the expenses we had coming up and we balanced out if that 5X would make sense, even with the credit card processing fees, it did. And it lines up with a trip that we're trying to plan next year. And we really wanted access to certain transfer partners that Built had. Plus, on top of all of that, we knew with this large expense that was the wedding extravaganza that it might be nice to save on some transaction fees for the next uh, couple of months. And so we were just excited about the built card overall. So I applied, activated. We did end up getting the 5X unofficial sign-up bonus offer. So very excited all around. And we knew the exact, I think it was three transactions that we wanted to maximize on um, with this offer. We had to wait for a couple of invoices from our vendors and I knew we only had the five-day window so I was like putting the pressure on like please send the invoices. They came through, we processed the payments and when we got to my built statement, <laughs> what happened? I was about to say like cue shock and awe. Um, very dramatic of me but what happened was these transactions processed through as cash advances. Now, remember earlier, I had mentioned the merchant codes and that we had tested it on American Express and Capital One. We used WISE on both of those and both processed fine. We earned points to X on Venture X, and then it went towards the signup bonus for our American Express, did not code as a cash advance. But on Built, it did, which meant two things. One, it meant that we earned zero points. So it wasn't even that we missed out on the 5X. We didn't even get 1X. We got zero points because it coded as a cash advance. And the other thing it meant was that they charged us an additional cash advance fee. So not only did I get charged a processing fee through WISE, I got charged additionally on Built because it was coded as a cash advance. So it was a big oops. However, there was no way to avoid this bill. is such a new program that there just isn't the data out there. Uh, the only way to learn these things is through people sharing their experience. So now you know. Um, so there was no way for me to avoid that. And since I was waiting for vendors, it was my mistake to process multiple transactions without seeing that merchant code, but it was a five-day window for the five X points. And I felt confident because we had tested it with two banks. Um, I did call Built and I did call Wise and Built says it's Wise's problem and Wise says it's Built's problem. So I actually am still in the middle of conversation with the two of them to see if anyone can fix it for me. Built ultimately did erase the additional cash advance fees on their end, which I thought was just really kind. They weren't able to give any points because of the coding um, and to be continued, I guess. If they end up changing it, if I get a clear answer from either side, I'll update you here. Um, but as of right now, I'm sitting with an email from Wise that says the merchant codes that they did put on there. And um, it's in the middle going to build to see if they would look at changing it. So to be continued, if there is any result, I'll share it here first. Um, but so you know, as your own data point, uh, if you were ever doing something like this on Built, uh, just be uh, mindful of it. And then also just a reminder, uh, if you do ever have questions about merchant codes, there are resources out there 
that you can use, um, specifically with programs that have been around longer than built. Or you can always come ask in the lounge if anyone has experience with it. Uh, if you want that, that data, our lounge members are always excited to jump in and help on things like that. So you can always ask in there. Um, but all in all, I'm still really happy with my built card. I'm making it a challenge to see how many points we can earn on that before the end of the year. So maybe we'll do um, a breakdown on all things built on another episode. But I am really happy with um, the points program itself. I'm happy that they waived the fees. If that's the best result I can get out of it, at least there was a result out of it. And, you know, a reminder for you all that if there is um, a concern you have, you can always call and ask. And if you're not getting the uh, customer support you want from the card, hang up and call again, talk to another rep. Um, so overall, that was the only mistake that was made um, in all of the, the all of the various redemptions and expenses and everything that we had. So I'm happy with just one mistake overall. Uh, and now you have some data to go off of yourself. All right, my friends, that is the trip report for today. I hope that you learned some little juicy strategies that you can implement in various different ways. I would love to hear from you on what your favorite thing you learned, or if you had like a huge light bulb moment in this, I'd love to hear from you. I'm always hanging out in the Daily Drop Lounge, which is our free Facebook community and my favorite space on the internet. We have the coolest humans in there ever. So as always, that is linked in the show notes. If you want to come over and hang and have a continued conversation about this episode, I would love to hear from you. Do subscribe to our free newsletter, Daily Drop. It's also linked up in the show notes uh, so that you can get all of the best travel hacks um, in less than five minutes a day, five times per week. Easy to remember, right? And you can find us pretty much everywhere else on the socials at Daily Drop. And then as always, if you loved this episode, you've loved hanging out with me for this last little bit of time together, uh, we would absolutely be so grateful if you left us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform keeps the show going and moving and the travel hacks flowing. Uh, so I'm going to sign off for now, my friends. Thank you for hanging out with me. Always so grateful. And I will see you, uh, hear, hear from you. I will be, be in your ears <laughs> uh, for the next Daily Drop episode. Bye for now.